Thanks, David. Great to be here sharing with you tonight. I want to add my welcome to you as well, those joining us online. It's a really exciting day for us, Vision Sunday. This is our 30th year as a church of ministering into this community. And so praise God for the story has been his story of leading us through this time. On your way in tonight, you would have received a couple of booklets. Uh, One is a vision um, booklet for the year ahead. Really encourage you this week to take a moment to have a read through that. And the other is the Bridge Care Limited uh, report as well. Some really amazing stories in there of just the way God... Um, God's love is being spread right across our community as well. So make sure you take a time to have a look through those. They are being emailed out as electronic copies as well throughout this week. So uh, hopefully you'll um, grab that. I think today, in fact, they're being sent out. The passage that captures the heart of the visions that God has given us for the year ahead is found in Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2. So I want to begin by reading this and then we're going to share just some of the visions, by no means all of them that are in those booklets there, but just a few. So let me begin by reading this tonight. It says this in Isaiah 61, verse 1, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Um, Praise God for the good news of the gospel. This is the most amazing message in all the world. And I've been saying across all of our services today, maybe you came or you're watching online and you just came to hear those words from God for you um, this very day. Maybe that's just the message you need to take and um, God's word is, is far more powerful than anything I'm going to say um, tonight. But if you receive that and you know that's just a word from you, I just want you to take that tonight as God's speaking to you. Um, this is a message that our world desperately needs to hear. It's a message of hope uh, in the midst of the great fear in which we live in in our world today, the hopelessness for the future Um, This is the message that our world desperately needs to hear. And in this passage, it's actually speaking about Jesus. It was written 700 years before Jesus came. But we know this is about Jesus because in Luke chapter 4, we read that Jesus is about to launch out on his ministry. Before he does that, he's baptised. Then he is tempted in the wilderness. And the first thing he does before he begins his ministry is that he heads to the synagogue on the Sabbath and he takes hold of the scroll of Isaiah And he reads these exact verses from the scroll of Isaiah. And then when he's finished, he hands it back. Everyone stood for the reading of the scriptures. And then uh, he sat back down, it says, and he says these words. He says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And Jesus was saying in that moment that Isaiah, written 700 years earlier, the prophet Isaiah was speaking these verses about me. He is saying, this is my mission statement. This is why I came. If you want to know what I'm about, this is captured here in these few verses. And we see in these verses that Jesus has three specific tasks as part of his mission. And we know this because it follows a pattern which is common in Hebrew writing. Uh, It follows a structure. It's a chiastic structure, a cross-shaped structure in um, the writing. And so I'm going to put it up on the screen just to help us catch hold of this. Um, I think it's going to come up on the screen. The structure that you see here in this passage, and you'll see it at the emphasis that comes through. Here it is. The first is, um, it says, um, proclaim, I've come to proclaim the good news. Um, B is to bring freedom. C, to bring healing. And then he goes back again, bring freedom and proclaim the good news, this chiastic structure. Author Kenneth Bailey um, puts it like this. He says, it's proclamation first, justice adv- advocacy, right in the centre is God's compassion and love, and then justice advocacy and proclamation. And so you might be thinking, well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, it actually highlights for us that Jesus' ministry was, first of all, one of proclamation. He came to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of light and love has broken in to our world. But it wasn't just that. He was also about action, about engaging in social justice um, in the world around him. And at the centre of it all was God's compassion and love for our world as well. Proclamation of the good news caring for those in need, and then um, actually demonstrating God's great compassion and love for our world. And just as this was Jesus' mission, this is our mission as well. 
We are now a part of this mission. We have been anointed by the Holy Spirit for this same task. Recently, I was reading an article about some of the most unfortunately named people in Britain. It's a true, true story. These people did some research around some interesting names that are out there. And here are a few of the names that they found. Um, the first one was a guy called Justin. His name was Justin Case. Justin Case was his name. Interesting name. I'm not sure if the parents knew what they were doing when they named this or it just sort of was an accident. There was another one, a lady called Barb. Her last name is Dwyer, Barb Dwyer. Unfortunate name. And then there's poor Stan. Uh, he had a tough life because his last name was Still. Stan Still was his name. Um, unfortunate. Um, there's more. There was also um, Terry. Terry Bull was his name. Terry Bull. Paige Turner was in the list as well, they found. And this one, surely the parents knew what they were doing here. There's Merry Christmas was her last name. Merry Christmas. And then there's Anna. Uh, and I think this really tops it off. Her um, name, Anna, was Anna Sasson. Anna Sasson was her name as well. And then you will not believe this, but this morning after the service, I shared these names and I met a new person out the front. True story. Um, and he's okay with me sharing this, but his name, he's from Samoa, just moved here. His name is Semi Quaver. True story. This morning, Semi, if you're watching online, it was so good to meet you this morning. How cool is that? I thought that was amazing, Semi Quaver. But in Acts chapter 1 and 2, we're also given a list of names. We read about some people. Their names were Pete, Jono, Jimmy, and Andy. Uh, there was Phil and Tom in there as well, Bart, Matt, Jim, Simo, and Maz. You're thinking, I've never heard of those names in the Bible. They're here. Acts chapter 1, verse 12. Let me read this to you. It says, Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives on the Sabbath, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. This is the account of the birth, the start of the church the beginning of Acts. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew. I'm sure they had nicknames for each other, um, definitely. There's Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So here's the account of the start of the church. We're given this list of names, uh, which the Bible puts in here. And these, all these people, there's nothing particularly special about them. They are um, not exceptionally gifted or talented in any way. Um, they weren't of high status, definitely, we know that. They were definitely were not highly educated people either because the Bible actually describes them as unschooled, ordinary people is how they describe these people. And on the day of Pentecost, though, this group of very ordinary, flawed people like you and me are anointed by the Holy Spirit and they would then go on uh, to be part of this mission that Jesus was on, this proclaiming of the good news, bringing freedom, bringing healing to our world. And this group of ordinary people would literally go on, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to turn the world upside down. It's incredible when you read the account of it. And millions and millions of people would come to faith um, through their um, life, through their witness. And this is the key point I want you to grab hold of tonight, and that is this, that God loves to take ordinary people just like you and me, ordinary people who are available and surrendered to empower them by His Holy Spirit to be part of His extraordinary kingdom plans. This is how God works. We see it here at the beginning of the church. God takes ordinary people, fills them with His Holy Spirit, and invites them in on His extraordinary kingdom plans. And I think this is exciting to know that we can have an incredible purpose to live for. And uh, this is God's plan for each and every one of us. The moment we come to faith in Jesus, not only are we saved from the power of sin and the penalty of sin, but we are filled with the Holy Spirit and, and God calls us to be part of His extraordinary kingdom plans to bring life and healing and hope and His love to this world. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to be a part of that. Um, these are things of eternal significance. So with that in mind, I want to share with you some of the visions we have for the year ahead. And I, I share that up front because the reality is that we need the help of every single person with a heart for God's kingdom, kingdom plans and purposes in this community and beyond. We need you to join with us. We need you to link in. We need all the gifts of the body operating in this season ahead with the things that God is calling us to. So let me just list a couple of visions tonight. The first is this. We have a vision to further expand our soul op shop up on the top property here so that we can welcome even more people from the community. The, the ministry of soul has been amazing, phenomenal, far beyond anything we could have imagined. When we first took hold of that property and we had the White House, we weren't sure 
what God's plan was, but he had an amazing plan through that salt op shop. And there is not a week goes by where we don't have opportunities um, where people come and they speak of encountering the love of God up there, opportunities to pray for people, to share with people. And so we want to expand um, the outreach space up there. It's a busy place up there, which we love. People from the community coming. And so a few things we want to do up there is one, build an enclosed playground for under five. So the parents of little children as they come or grandparents with grandkids as they come, have, feel welcome and it um, blesses them and makes it even easier for them to connect in that space. We want to do a little extension to the kitchen in there. Our kitchen team are busy in that space and it's tight in there for them. So we want to extend that a little bit as well. And we also want to expand the actual space of the op shop by moving uh, into the existing bridge care shed a little bit as well, which will be a blessing to our volunteers. It'll save them having to move as much gear around and also bless those who are coming with more space um, to enjoy and to browse as they come to be a part of the Soul Op Shop. So to resource this vision, we are seeking to raise over and above budget $100,000, which seems like a lot, I know, um, but we are um, seeking to raise this through a proclaim, our Proclaim Freedom Fund. And all of the visions I'm going to talk about relating to this fund are all about reaching out to bless others. This isn't about us, as a, about spending it for us as a church, but it's about us wanting to bless our community and bless others and, and uh, see many people encounter his love and grace. So the first is that one as part of this Proclaim Freedom Fund, which we're asking people to pray about what part you might be able to um, share in that as well. Um, these envelopes are available, by the way, as so I was grabbing it on your way and you would have got these as well. Um, so you can um, think and pray about that over the year ahead. Recently, a lady came to the op shop specifically to bring a blessing to us as a church. This is what Myra, uh, one of our coordinators in the op shop, um, shared recently. She wrote this. She said, this lady said she had a vision from God to come here and give us a message. She has never been here before and had no idea why she was told to come here. She worships at a charismatic Catholic church nearby, but was prompted by God as she drove past the church to come in. And she said she had never done anything like this before in her life, but she felt she had to. God told her to go tell the ladies that they are my Marthas and Marys. And she explains in the vision that she saw there was an anointing cloud above our building. How amazing is that? That's pretty exciting to hear. And that she would see lots of ladies working. And she was, um, was to come to tell us that when we are working, we are working in his presence. And Myra writes, what a wonderful affirmation from our great God, Bless you all who serve ladies and gents, because not just ladies, uh, it's guys as well that are involved in there. But I just think how encouraging is that, that God would send someone to share that with us, give them a vision to encourage us, God's hand of anointing and blessing over that ministry. But there's more from the same day, Myra also wrote this. She said, there's another great story from Helen and Paul, who are a couple of our volunteers who are working in the Soul Garage. A lady who lost her husband 10 months ago after 45 years of marriage, was on her way to visit him in the cemetery, but saw all the people coming to Seoul and wanted to know why. So she went to the Seoul garage and overheard our volunteers, Helen and Paul, talking as a married couple, and it brought back fond memories for her of her marriage. So they all started chatting and connected well, and Helen spoke with her for some time and worked out that she was still on a journey of faith. And so Helen spoke of God's love for her and offered her a lady's devotional. Long story short, she visited her husband and came back to talk some more to Helen. And then she left again. And as she got in her car, she looked up and she saw a heart-shaped cloud in the sky. And so decided to come back again. This is the third time back. Uh, and and um, prayed on her way back that Helen would still be there. Well, she was, so they sat down to chat again and this time was joined by Angela as well. And the lady said her words, she said, it is a miracle that I came here today and God definitely must have brought me here. And they all prayed together, thanking him for his great love for them. How good is that, church? Don't you think that's amazing? You have, yeah, let's celebrate and give thanks. This is the ministry that's taking place up there all the time. All the time this is taking place. And I, what I really love about this story is that it's literally Isaiah 61, a passage I read at the start, taking place in our midst. Let me read to you again a few of the words, verses from Isaiah 61. He has sent me to comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, 
the oil of joy instead of mourning and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. That is exactly what that lady experienced, wasn't it, as she came into that place. And I get excited because we know we see that taking place in our midst, that God has a mighty plan to keep blessing even more. Another vision we have is to expand the capacity and reach of bridge care to keep reaching out to bless people in need across our community and beyond. Um, And to enable this, we're actually looking to construct a new bridge care shed, which will um, help our teams to be able to store the equipment they have up there, the teams that go out every week to bless people in need across our community, doing practical work around their homes. It also provide a great meeting hub for our bridge care team who meet um, during the week there as well. And we're looking to incorporate into this new shed a, a specialised hamper packing space. Um, at, at the moment, our hamper packing team, they work in the flat of the Brown House. If you know, it's a very confined space. It's really tidy in there. They don't have much space to store gear. Limits how many people can be involved. And I know Myra and the team who coordinate the hampers, they are super excited about having more space to be able to work in there. Often people will offer them items which they... I'm willing to donate to them, but they don't have the space to store them. It will help enormously. This year, over 4,000 hampers have been packed and sent out across our community, as far as Lismore, in fact, some of those hampers went. That's around 25 tonnes of food, which I think is amazing. And I think we should just thank Pastor Jody and our amazing Bridge Care team for all they do. It is a huge blessing. A huge blessing. And um, we're really blessed that that um, there is an opportunity to give tax deductibly to the work of Bridge Care Limited. We have this set up and, and the details about how you can give towards that are in your um, vision booklet. Uh, and maybe that's a way you want to support this as well. But um, that giving will also help us to support some of these visions moving forward. As part of our Bridge Care ministry is our streetlight ministry on a Monday night uh, to people in need in our community. They meet down the local park here. Um, they are super keen to keep reaching out and loving um, people in Jesus' name in a greater way. They're looking at ho- holding a weekly morning tea in the caravan park down there. They're looking at ways they can um, help people on other nights of the week beyond just Monday night alone, praying around that. Also, um, they're excited about some opportunities to link in with the Zilmia Community Centre. We've had a long relationship there in God's. Um, opening up some amazing opportunities. In fact, the person here now looks after the Zilmia Community Centre, happens to be a Christian, is a new person put in place there. And we know that's not by accident, but God's um, enabling us to be able to bless and be a part of that ministry there as well. Here's an email I received just this last week from David Dixon following their Monday night. This is what he wrote. Uh, he said, Hi guys, some wonderful stories from tonight of people from the park helping each other out in these stressful times. One of our regulars who has been in rehab brought a guy tonight from the park. He let me know that he needed to get out of his depression and come and meet some people who would really care for him. I spoke to the the guy he brought whilst we were waiting in line for for the dinner. And he said that he had never heard anyone pray before because they they say grace every time before they share the meal. And Dwayne had prayed for, said grace. He said he felt much better after that prayer. How good's that? And we were able to give them both hampers, so blessed. Another lady from the park reached out to us during the week, seeing if we're able to help a lady that she's been helping with a pram. This lady's story was that she had been in prison and had her first child there. Her second was born a week after she got out of prison and is due to have her third. And I got the privilege to take the pram over on Saturday and this lady could not believe what had just happened and she was crying uncontrollably. You need to understand that some of these people have never, never experienced love like this before, care or or experienced that sense of being valued and having worth and um, powerful, these expressions of God's love. Um, Myra and the Bridge Care team did such an amazing job to get this done so quickly. The pram, of course, wasn't enough. They'd loaded in nappies and clothes and a nappy bag filled to the top with everything a new mum could want. So blessed. This is David still writing. So blessed by this bridge care team. Just blessing our community. We had some live music tonight with Kylie and Ben. Just amazing to see how God is using people. On a cold night, 47 were blessed by the generosity and love of this church Such a blessing to be on the end of that. Thanks again for everything you do to make this happen. Bless you all so much, David. How encouraging is that, church? I love hearing, yeah, praise God. I love hearing stories like that. 
Did you know that down there on a Monday night, they have a, a ladies' table they run regularly where um, Katie Robinson, Connie Henderson, they pamper the ladies down there. They cut their hair for free. I've seen it take place. It is amazing um, to watch what they do and just the response from these ladies. Not only that, they have a prey station. You've heard of PlayStation. This is a prey station you go to and um, these people come and they just love being prayed for. Bill Robertson, Kathy Moss, they run a Bible study down there on a Monday night. Recently, they've had 11 people attend their Bible study down in the park. And what I love, again, about these stories is it's, it's Isaiah 61 literally being lived out among us. Let me read some of those verses again. It says this, The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. That is what's happening on a Monday night. And on other days as well as the Bridge Care team go out and praise God. And we want to step forward in faith again, knowing this is the mission that we have been called to and knowing that this is God's heart. Another vision we have is to support the development of a youth detention ministry for Dion. Um, a couple of years ago now as a church, we began praying around um, how we could do more in the space of showing Christ's love to those in prison. Right throughout the scriptures, we hear about this, God calling us to love those in prison. At the same time, God was calling Dion Fellowship to step into this space as well. Um, particularly to minister to young people in youth detention. And over the last couple of years, God has worked some incredible miracles um, just to open the way for Dion to step into this space. Uh, amazing miracles. I don't have time to share, with, share them with you tonight, but a key part of this has been the opportunity that's opened up for them to run camps on their property at, at Dolby, where these young people who have been in youth detention can come away and they can get alongside them and encourage them. And again, many of these young people have never ever had someone tell them that they have value and worth. No one's ever spoken that over their life. And, uh, and so they're having just seen just some incredible opportunities open up. Around 80% of the young people in youth detention have Indigenous heritage. So it aligns so well um, with the heart and ministry of Dion. A key part of this journey has been Luke Houghton. Um, Luke is part of our church family here. He spent 13 years in jail as a young person, and um, this year he just celebrated 13 years out of jail. Amazing story, coming to faith in, in jail, and, um, and now just, it's just like God to do this. On the 13th year of being out, God has just begun to open the floodgates of opportunities and just this real anointing on his life to minister back to these young people who were just where he was and bringing a message of hope that he has experienced in his own life as well. And so um, it's exciting. And um, one of the biggest miracles um, in this space is related to a blue card for Luke. Because of Luke's past, um, it was very difficult for him to get a blue card through the normal channels. And um, this has been a big challenge. But we've been praying for a couple of years for a blue card for Luke. But as you can see from that photo, a, a month ago now, um, Luke got word that his blue card has approved. That is a miracle, church. I want to tell you that photo right there. But praise God. It really is a miracle. It's so encouraging to see that photo. We've been praying for a long time for that, but it's like this final seal. Not that we need any more seals on this ministry because God's done so much in this space, but a final seal that God is in this and he has a plan to bless many of these young people. And they know it's a big call they're stepping into there, but we want to stand with them uh, in this. And so part of this vision is we want to support them by um, raising $100,000 as another part of this Proclaim Freedom Fund to help set them up there on the Death Bethel property and for some facilities they need, including some demountable accommodation blocks they need out there to be able to um, um, have some accommodation for these young people who come out there. They need an upgrade to their septic tank because of the increased um, need with extra campus coming. They want uh, looking at some added dam infrastructure so they can use their dam for recreational activities as well, as well as some property maintenance equipment. So we're looking forward to blessing them and helping them. At the same time, uh, we're supporting and celebrating an exciting faith step for Dion as they establish their own governance structure as a ministry in their own right. Just a little bit of the history of Dion. They started in 2005 under the leadership of Pastor Billy and Vicky. And they knew when they stepped into this calling, it was not going to be an easy journey. But praise God, by His grace and faithfulness, they have just celebrated 17 years of ministry to First Australians. And that is an amazing, don't you think that's incredible? Um, praise God for their ministry there over all those years. And as part of the exciting new visions God is opening up for them, there's also been a sense that it's God's 
um, timing for them to step out in faith under their own governance structure. This will provide more flexibility, autonomy for them as the Holy Spirit leads them into this new ministry calling ahead. And as has been our model with the Grove Church, which we planted, and Hope Community Church, as they went out, um, we'll continue to maintain strong relationship connections there as part of these kingdom networks that God has put together. Um, and next Sunday, don't miss next Sunday, Pastor Billy's going to be here, Luke's going to be here, some of the Dion church family as well. And we're going to hear some more about this vision. You're going to be encouraged, inspired, and we're going to have an opportunity as a church to pray for them as they step out in faith on this new part of the journey. So don't miss that. And again, what I love about this vision, it is Isaiah 61 being lived out among us. Another few verses. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. That is Luke's story, and we believe it's going to be many more of these young people's story as well. And already God's doing so much in that space. And we know this is God's heart, so we can be expectant for what he wants to do in this space as well. Another vision we're excited about this year is developing an English online platform for churches to use, to take and to use for free. God's heart is for the nations of the world. That's what I love about the gospel message. It's not just for a particular group of people. It is for every person, no matter what your background, your story has been, no matter what your language is, what country of the world you are from. And we are living in a unique time in history where because of online technology, we have an opportunity to reach the least reached in our world from the, our, literally from our lounge rooms, from our, our own um, homes, we can do this. And right across history, God has taken hold of technological advances for the advancement of the good news of the gospel. And this is no different. We know the Holy Spirit has a plan here. And so the vision God has given us is to package together a ready-to-go platform where at the click of a uh, button, someone from another country can tune in, they can click a button, and it'll come up in their own language with access to these English online lessons. And added to that, there'll be links where people who have questions about faith can explore in their own language some resources that will be there as well. And, uh, and we just want to package this up and then just offer it for free for churches to take and to use. We'd love to see this vision, which we've been doing a little in this space, um, under um, the vision that God gave to Pastor Andrew over the COVID season. We've been seeing this huge blessing through this. We wanted to see this expanded. And so again, we're seeking to raise $50,000 through the Proclaim Freedom Fund um, to help support that vision become a reality as well. That brings the total of this fund to $250,000 that we're hoping to, to raise. Again, all of it about reaching out to bless others. And uh, I'd love you to pray about what part God wants you to um, be in that. Perhaps there's a particular vision that grabs your heart as you're looking at them. You can indicate which one you particularly want to designate it to. Or if you're just saying, I just want to give into the pool for all of those visions, they all sound amazing. You can do that as well. But we are praying around that through gifts, through fundraising, through savings. We're praying we'll be able to make in the year ahead. And so I'd love you to pray about that. The final vision I want to share tonight is around the 10-year Olympic vision. I shared this earlier in the year if you're here with us. And um, as a church, we believe that the Olympics coming to Brisbane is not an accident, but is actually part of God's plan for some of the things that God has been saying to us um, since the start of this church. This is our 30th year as a church, and right from the beginning, we have prayed for a reviving move of the Holy Spirit across our community and beyond. And God has given us some promises around that. And as the Olympics were announced as coming here at the same time, you remember Nicola McDermott won the silver medal and the high jump, and she spoke out on national television a prayer that we have prayed many times as a church. She said something along the lines of, I'm, I'm looking forward to a time when the stadiums will be filled with people, not just for sporting events, but coming to hear the good news of the gospel, like in the days of Billy Graham. And that was almost word to for word some of the prayers that we have prayed many times. And for me, when I heard that, it was just like a seal. I already sensed this in my heart, but that God was putting this together as part of the fulfillment of the promises that God has spoken to us in the past. And so it's no accident that the Olympics are coming to Brisbane and God wants to use this um, to pour out his blessing as well. And, and so some good news around this, thanks to Pastor Jody reaching out. Um, we have Nicola McDermott coming in person later on in the year. So I am, is anyone excited about that? I'm super excited to have her here. Because it's been a big part of our journey. It'll be a great night to invite other people along as well. And this is also a generational vision. And this really just dawned on me as I was preparing this message. So 
Um, I actually have um, down the front here, I've actually asked Ollie Jewell to come and help me. Ollie's here somewhere, I know. Ollie, come on out here and help me. Can you give a hand for Ollie as he comes out to help me here tonight? <laughs> Ollie, you have the task of unwrapping this um, very important item. Take care as you do it. Um, thanks for doing this. And inside here if, is something very special. Does anyone have any idea what this is? This is a Sydney 2000 Olympic torch. And I spotted this in a friend's house recently and I said, I, I want to use that. I definitely want to use that, um, a real one. Um, Ollie, do you remember the Sydney 2000 Olympics? Well, I wasn't born yet. Wasn't born. Okay, Ollie wasn't even born then. Um, Ollie, how old are you now? How old? Um, 12 turning 13. 12 turning 13. So that means in 2032... He wasn't born in 2000, in 2032, he's going to be 22. It's nice, it's just 10 years, easy to calculate. 22 turning 23 in 2032. Isn't that amazing to think that? This really struck me. I was thinking about my own kids. And in 2032, Ollie's generation, they're going to be the generation stepping into leadership, aren't they? They're going to be the ones. And it captured my heart um, for us that this prayer over this next 10 years in some ways, it seems like a long time. In other ways, it's just going to be like that. And, and Ollie's generation are going to be stepping into leadership, which I am super excited about, Ollie. I want to say that. And, and it captured the, the heart for me again that the things that we do now, the things that we are praying about, the way we sow in faith, the way we respond in obedience to the things God's calling us to, the way we pray now, it's not just about the here and the now for us, is it? This is about a generational vision. The things we do now actually have an impact of laying a spiritual foundation for Ollie's generation as they're coming through. And I don't know about you, but I, I, I feel the weight of that. And, and I get excited about that too, because I get excited. This has been our heart as a church from the outset, that we would see a generation raised up with a heart and passion to live for Jesus. And as the generation before us have, have done an amazing job of that, so now we need to step in and, and realise that the things we're doing now actually have an impact for the future and God's plans. In 2032, Ollie's going to be a part of that and I'm excited about that. Can we thank Ollie so much? You can take that with you in the towel too. If you want to see that afterwards, you can have a chat to Ollie. I truly believe with all my heart that the decade ahead, and I'm not just saying this, I really believe God has spoken this um, for us as a people and to me personally too, that he's got some mighty things he wants to do. It's not going to be all easy by any means. It doesn't mean there's not going to be things we need to step into and count the cost in. There's not, it doesn't mean there's going to be no challenges or obstacles, but the blessing that's going to flow is going to be amazing. And we can see God beginning to stir in that. And one of the reasons I've been encouraged of this is that recently, uh, one of the prayers we've had around this is that we've had this dream that wouldn't it be great to see a prayer movement mobilised and in the lead up to the Olympics to actually see a stadium full of believers coming together to pray, laying that spiritual foundation for the Olympics when they take place. And um, this is something I've sort of been dreaming about and talking about, wouldn't that be good? Well, last Tuesday night, um, the Holy Spirit sort of had a jump start on this for us because last Tuesday night there was a gathering at Suncorp Stadium. I think we've got some photos and 2,000 people gathered, 2,000 believers gathered in our city in Suncorp Stadium to pray for our city and beyond. And um, Pastor David was actually there. He was actually invited to pray uh, for the young adults generation, for the generation coming through. And you can see some photos there. But I thought, how amazing is that? They hired out a little section of the stadium because it's not cheap to do that. Um, God had put this on their heart. And like that, they, I think they originally had 900. That filled up like that. So they kept expanding it. 2,000 people came just like that. And I thought, I, I was super excited because I was thinking first, well, man, the Holy Spirit's already jump started. But then I thought, that's exactly what we want, isn't it? Because we don't want it to be about us coming up with our plans and asking God to bless it. We want to know where God is already moving and then jump on board with those plans because they are already blessed. That's always been our heart as a church, to pray, say, God, where are you leading? Where do you want us to step in? And so for me, again, just seeing those photos, um, seeing David up there as well, it's just another affirmation around the things God longs to do. One other part of this um, vision for the Olympics is the city venue that God has given to us, an amazing venue. God said from the outset, uh, when he called us to step in, that this vision was to be a vision not just for us as a church, but to be steward for God's kingdom purposes in our city. And I can't wait when the Olympics come that God has blessed us with this venue. Already churches working together, Gateway Church in there on a Sunday morning, us on a Friday, other churches using this facility. But imagine when the Olympics are here, what a base that will be uh, for spiritual 
um, activity right across our city. And in line with that, over the last three years, we've been seeking to raise 800, sorry, 900,000 we've been seeking to raise over the last three years. And um, we have now um, reached $870,000 of that goal to help with the purchase of that property, which I think is amazing. And I just want to thank everyone for the generosity of heart in which you've poured into that. And uh, we're just $30,000 short. And last night I was working on my message and I received a text from someone in our church. And they said, hey, we just wanted to reach out to you. God's really put in our heart. We, we saw that the, um, we're so close to the 900, just $30,000 short. God's put in our heart to give that last $30,000. So we have now reached $900,000, which is amazing. Praise God, church. <laughs> Praise God. And whenever these things happen, and I've seen it time and time again over the history of this church, I could give you so many examples, that as we step out in faith and we trust God, He provides, those He calls, He, he provides for, He enables, and then we can trust Him as we step forward in faith. Sometimes the task seems big or um, the faith step seems a bit scary, but it's, it's there that we see God's power displayed. And not about you, but I want to be part of not just some good stories, but I want to be part of God's stories for us as a people and now I want the generation looking on to see that and be excited about stepping into what God has for us as well. To finish tonight, I want to ask a very special couple to come and join with me up here on the stage. So I'm going to invite Wayne and Lynn Houghton. I think they're here somewhere. They have done four services today, and we need to welcome them as they come up to join me on the stage. For some of you who maybe don't know who Wayne and Lynn are, Lynn and Wayne Houghton have been um, coordinating all of our catering since 1997, before some of you were born, I know that. Uh, it began with catering a church breakfast on their deck for 40 people, and last Christmas just gone, they fed 5,000 people over three nights. That's from feeding 40 to feeding the 5,000. That sounds like a God story to me, don't you reckon? That's amazing. And um, we should thank them, definitely. The reason I have Wayne Lynn up here is because after 25 years of serving in this capacity, they've sensed um, from God that it's time for them to step back. You can imagine the physical demand on feeding all those people. And uh, they're going to continue to be involved with helping with uh, making meals for our streetlight ministry down there in the op shop as well, um, because they can't help themselves to want to be a part of that. But um, we did want to take a moment just to thank them. And, and I must say here too that Wayne Lynn can attest firsthand to the way God has led and provided an amazing person to step into this role. And Julie Shoemaker is stepping into this space. And you guys know as well as I do how God has just led in that way. And we should put our hands together and encourage Julie um, as well for her stepping in to that role is amazing. But we are so thankful for the way that Wayne and Lynn have literally poured, literally poured their lives out to be part of God's amazing kingdom plans here at, here at Bridgman. And the reason I particularly wanted to get them up is because they really encapsulate the message I want you to get hold of tonight. And that is the fact that God takes ordinary people who are surrendered, who are available, filled with the Holy Spirit to be part of His extraordinary kingdom plans. And you think about this for Wayne and Lynn. They began feeding 40 people on a deck did you have any idea one day you'd feed 5,000 people? Not a clue. But this is what God does when we're available, when we step out in faith. And theirs is an example of this. And, um, and tonight, they capture this story. I love the fact that they serve, their ministry is one in the background. It's not an upfront ministry. And I want to take this opportunity to thank all the ministries across our church because I know I'm sharing the visions and it's, we're excited, we're super excited about them. But there is so much ministry that takes place every week, week in, week out, right across this church. All the different ministries from the kids' ministries, the youth ministries, Inspire Ministry, our care ministries, Cultural Connect, Connect Groups. Um, not to mention our amazing toilet cleaning team who come in every week, volunteers clean the toilets. Our venue cleaning team who come in and vacuum. You don't even have a clue of that, do you? But they vacuum the floors for you each week. Our incredible grounds volunteer team. If you've been here during the day, you'll see how amazing our grounds are. Teams of people who come in, who serve in the background, faithfully, humbly serving. And I want to tell you, every one of those tasks right throughout this week, many of you are involved in them, they are as 
key a part of the visions we're talking about tonight as anything else that God is doing here because it's all that ministry that takes place. It's all part of the incredible network and linking together of the body of Christ that sees this mission we're talking about, proclaiming the good news, bringing freedom, bringing healing. It would not be possible without that. So I think we should thank everyone who serves right across our church family every week. It is amazing to be a part of that. And Wayne Lynn, uh, I thought, what an opportunity for you to share just personally what it's meant for you to serve um, here over the last 25 years, to be part of those extraordinary kingdom um, plans and purposes. So if you just want to share something briefly, that'd be great. Well, I want to affirm that I am an ordinary person and so is Wayne, pretty well as ordinary as you get. But I worship an extraordinary God and He has empowered us to do things that we don't know how to do. He's given us wisdom that we don't, know we've got. He's given us strength that is not our strength and he will give it to anyone who steps out. If he calls you and you step forward in ministry, he will empower you. He loves us too much to let us go unassisted. So yeah, and I really am grateful for all the family we've been given here at Bridgman. There's lots of people here that have helped in the kitchen and um, we've become friends because of that. So thank you all and God bless you. Um, It's been an exciting 25 years, I will add to that, but who would have thought that it would have gone the way it did, like starting out cooking where the media centre is um, in the in the in the office area. There, so um, with a stove in the background, the the oven in the background in that office. So it's been incredible, and the, the people that we've met and the staff and everyone else have just been so supportive for everything we've done. Um, it's been an incredible time, and. Um, I thank them for all their prayers and everything for Luke. Um, it's been an incredible journey with him through the church. So you might not know, but Luke Hatton, I mentioned about 13 years in jail, 13 years out. That's Wayne and Lynn's um, son as well. Amazing story of him coming to faith, yeah. So it's been an incredible journey with that. And um, we just, we've been blessed by all the people we've met and all the people that have become friends and family to us. So thank you all. How good is that church? Isn't that amazing? In fact, what I'd love you to do, um, because this is important, we, we are called, in fact, to, to honour all the parts of the body of Christ. And this is, this is just a powerful example. And so why don't we stand together? And can we really thank God for Wayne and Lynn tonight? Can we give them a real round of applause and thank them tonight for all they've poured into our family? They're going to stay up here with me a little bit longer because we're going to pray. Stay on your feet. We're going to worship in just a moment. But um, I do want to say this as we close. Um, God is unfolding a mighty plan. He really is. And so I want to invite you tonight. I want you to invite you to step in in this season ahead. Don't miss out on the plans and purposes God have. Wayne Lynn, don't regret it all. I want to tell you, stepping into what God's plans and purposes, you have no idea what God has in store, but He has a mighty plan for each and every one of us to be caught up so that He would be glorified, so He'd be lifted high. And I can't think of anything else I want to live for but for that. I don't know about you, so I want to encourage you. Would you pray? Would you ask God, hey, what part do you want me to play? Just step in, step in in faith, no matter how small it might seem, and God will take that as we're available, surrender to Him. So I want to pray. I want to pray for Wayne and Lynn as they step into this new season. It's not over for them either. God's got a new season ahead for them as well and pray for an anointing of the Holy Spirit over us as His people. Let me pray as we stand together. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you. It's so good to be part of your family. We are so blessed to know you, to know this good news. Most blessed people in all the world, in fact. And Lord, there is... Uh, a desperately needy world out there who need to hear this message, great God. There are people this very night who are living in hopelessness and darkness, Lord. They are wondering, Lord, questioning what the purpose of life is. 
thinking that there is nothing more to this life, Lord. And yet we have this message, Lord. We have the most incredible news, Lord, and we cannot keep it to ourselves. And so I pray, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you anoint us as your people tonight? Would you anoint us and empower us by your Holy Spirit? May you find in us a people available and surrendered to your kingdom cause, Lord so that many more would hear the good news. Lord, we pray for the least reached tonight. We do around our world. I wanna pray for that English online vision, Lord. Take it, Lord. Empower it by your Holy Spirit. May this, the momentum around this, Lord, may it just grow and spread. Churches all around the place, just reaching out to our world from right where you've placed us, Lord. Have your hand upon this ministry, we pray. I wanna pray for Dion and this ministry to these young people in juvenile detention. Thanks for this encouraging word, Lord. You've come to set the captives free, Lord. You've done it for Luke and you wanna do it for some of these young people as well, Lord. And so we pray in faith tonight that you'll move in power through this ministry, Lord. Raise all the provision that's needed for this ministry, we pray. Lord, we pray for bridge care and street light. Thanks for this ministry. Thanks for the expressions of your love. This was part of your mission, Lord. You proclaimed the good news and you stepped in to show God's love in practical ways. And so, Lord, continue to bless Jody and Myra and Nikki and David and the whole team there, Lord, as they continue to step in. All the volunteers, Lord, may that ministry just continue to flourish and grow, we pray. And Lord, we pray into this vision for the 10 years ahead, Lord, for the Olympics coming. We believe, Lord, that this is part of your sovereign plan. In fact, we know it is, Lord. And so again, we want to step in, Lord. We want to say, Lord, count me in. I'm available to be part of your kingdom plans and purposes. And through this, Lord, that many would come to faith, that you would be exalted, not the name of this church, Lord, but your name, Jesus. You are the hope of the world. And so come, Holy Spirit, Fill us afresh with a passion, desire to live for you, to share this good news. And Lord, I want to pray for Wayne and Lynn. Bless them too, Lord. Thanks for their example. We're giving much thanks to God for them tonight, Lord. And we pray a blessing over them as they step into the season you have ahead. Thanks for Julie stepping in, Lord. And you're a good God. You provide everything that's needed and more. And so we trust you, God. We pray your blessing now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Can we encourage these guys one more time? And we're going to sing. We're going to proclaim. We're going to sing out tonight the good news. We believe in the power of the gospel to set people free. Let's sing this out, church. Don't hold back as we worship Him tonight. Let's do that together.
God, You are so worthy, worthy of all praise. And great God, as we sum those words, we are convinced we're gonna see the goodness of You in this great land of Australia, Father God, that You're gonna pour out Your Spirit. You're gonna pour out Your Spirit on this city, Father God. We're gonna see the goodness of You and Your work continue to break in, in and through people's lives, great God. We thank You in advance. We thank You by faith in Jesus' mighty Name. We thank You for what You're gonna do and what You are doing. We honour and praise You tonight. You're a great God. And it's the greatest privilege, Lord, It is the greatest privilege to lay our lives down for You. There is no greater honour than to surrender my life to You, Lord, because I know, I know that You have the best life in store for us. And so it's a great honour and a privilege to serve You, great God. We wanna serve You for the rest of our lives. As long as You still give us opportunity here on earth, we're gonna serve You and lay down our lives because You're a great King, a great Father. We honour You tonight. And we just pray these things in Jesus' mighty Name and all God's people said, Amen, Amen. Hey, praise God. So good to have you tonight here. So great to have you online. Uh, Feel free to hang around afterwards, grab some dinner outside. And um, yeah, what a night. So good to be here. All right, Uh, have an awesome week. May God use you this week, whatever you're doing. And uh, we'll see you soon. And God bless.